0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for any brand in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca on Oilers Radio 630 ched everybody. It's 106 in Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now. Elliot Friedman joined us in the first hour of the show. In this hour, a guy who spent a cup of coffee with the Oilers organization, but a long time in the National Hockey League, and uh, for a decade plus has worked as a Washington Capitals analyst. One of the good guys in the business, Al May, in about 46 seconds time. And then at 135, the biggest Washington Capitals fan in the city of Edmonton, Brendan Ulrich, who is 10 and 10-2 so far in playoff predictions. He, Jack Michaels, my play-by-play partner, Reed Wilkins from the Oil Radio Network and myself will have our round three predictions. It's over by the way. Brendan's already won uh, this year's pool so which is uh, the young guns come through. Those sort of things happen once in a while. What does he win? Bragging rights? A new (laughs) car! There we go. From Westlock Ford? Yeah. Hey, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, Paul, we had this bet going. Anyway. Sorry to tell you this, but it was part of the uh, the new deal moving forward in 2018-2019. This is the second hour of orders now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex has our office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all. They could be doing it for you now. Some guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Three locations, downtown, south side, and north side. You can reach us on a River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-006. They've got Nazareth, August 10th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. And as uh, we momentarily bring in Al May, but before we do, this is John Walton, the radio play-by-play voice of the Washington Capitals, game six against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Tag on the right wing to Crosby. A check away, and now the counter, here come the Caps, off, gets loose, Evgeny coming down the middle, a shot, and it comes in over, he scores, he scores, Evgeny Kuznetsov wins it for Washington, it's off to the third round, the Demons have been exercised, good morning, good afternoon, and good night Pittsburgh, we're going to Tampa Bay, the he was a little bit excited. Not a surprise. Al Mays probably chuckling listening to that call, or he's probably maybe he's tired of hearing that uh, that call from uh, one of the guys that you travel with during the season. Al, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great, and I never tire of those calls because it's been too many years where it's three to four days of severe depression covering this team because you know the negativity going to come with you all summer long, and the same questions are going to be asked, and you're going to have to defend Ovechkin when it's, teammates didn't step up, so I'll listen to that, and I hope at the end of this round, I get an even better call than John left right there.
0: Alright, so why was this year different?
1: Well, I just think finally. Uh, you know, Barry Trotz has done so many things different himself in these playoffs, like making bold calls, and having, you know, you know, I, 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 forget about the past. In the past, you know, he might not have sat out backstrom the other night. They might have forced, or not forced, to let a guy play who couldn't give them 60 70 80 even 90 uh effectiveness by being out there injured and last year they had far too many players in the lineup playing injured they couldn't help and they didn't use Hershey. didn't they didn't use you know the, the black aces and this year to do what they did uh and the way they've done things you know starting with the backup as your starter to get through the playoffs i thought that was huge to uh go with Philip Grubauer and I agreed with it. I was one of the last guys locally to say, okay, Grubauer deserves it. It was after an April 1st game in Pittsburgh where the team finally played a different way, the the way I'd been wanting them to play. I wanted them to play a no hitter, backing off, you know, playing for steals and poke checks here and there and waiting for that opportunity to to take a chance to score a goal, not by opening the game up, you know, wide open with a team that's just so deadly and has so many snipers. So, you know, it's a true team effort. They've had 16 players dress as a forward in these playoffs. 12 have scored. Last year, it was about six guys that scored in the first two rounds. And that supposed third and fourth line that was so deep, it made them the best team in the league in the regular season. They didn't do squat. They didn't do anything. They laid an egg. And uh, now it's everyone's pulling on the rope. And that's what Bernie Trotz loves to say. And I can agree, everyone's pulling on the rope right now.
0: We're joined by Al May, longtime Washington Capitals television analyst, local area product as well. Bob Stauffer with you on orders now. All right. So, Al, and I know you would have seen the tweets. I've never been a fan of guys that hot dog a bit after goals. And I'm going to say this. I said in both tweets involving... If uh, Jenny Kuznetsov, he is a hell of a player. I watched him in Edmonton about three years ago, uh, score a hat trick, have five points. He scored an obscene goal here this past season at Rogers Place uh, during the year where he tucked one behind Cam Talbot. He's a special player. The 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 fly like an eagle. We actually led with it the next day after he got the overtime winner, uh, and I got a lot of pushback from uh, the younger listeners saying, "Hey, old man, get, you know, don't be that guy that gets off his lawn." Uh, but you know what? But you and me are roughly of the same vintage, and if guys did that back when you played, they might get cross-checked in the face. So maybe we're at a better place. Uh, I don't know what you think about the celebrations. What cannot be denied is how good Kuznetsov was come crunch time.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. We are getting old. We are getting long in the tooth. But uh, you've got to change. You've got to evolve. I remember when Ovechkin used to take so much flack for jumping in the glass, and I saw it the first time in the World Juniors when he played at the University of North Dakota against Canada, and he dove in the glass, and everyone thought, you know, how disgusting it was. Now, I'd say half the, you know, there's Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid. I would say, you know, half of your roster has jumped into the glass after scoring a goal. So, you know what, I, I have no problem with it anymore, as long as they're not doing it right into a player's face and right. voting them on. And then even even that, as long as someone took them to task for it, then I'd probably like it if they did it all the time to start a fight. But <laughs> you know it, it, that, that, that's the kid's personality. And more importantly to me is that kid rose up in these playoffs because last year I didn't like the way he played right. in the playoffs. And I felt he let his team down big time. And, uh, you know, in, in this playoffs, he, he's been really good in the first two rounds and the other night without Nick Backstrom, the best two-way player on the team. And really the guy that's been the center ice leader all these years, uh, kuznetsov stepped up big time and uh, scored the biggest goal of his career and a really big goal for this franchise in order to get to the third round and you know as he scored that goal as of today that goal means nothing because the only thing that matters is how well they play tonight
0: all right how fresh is he and by being fresh i mean i, I hear reports out of washington that he's actually maybe the most honest interview that can be and sometimes without a filter
1: Oh, it's, uh, it's beautiful, and especially in a time when players are all so boring uh, in their interviews because, they, you know, they all say basically the same thing in, in, in every interview, and it doesn't matter if a guy's playing in Vancouver or down at the tip of Florida. Uh, for the Panthers, they all sound the same. They're all kind of boring.
0: No, nobody, wants to offend nobody wants to offend anybody, right?
1: No, and you know what? And, honest, and most of them don't want to have fun, and the, the jokes are kind of corny when they're trying to be funny. But this guy's nickname is Harry Potter to his teammates, and he's got a, he's got a funny voice, but he he kills the room. He, he's like the, 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 the silent assassin in the dressing room. He, he's the guy when the guys are all popping off, and then he, he sneaks in a one-liner. And the same thing, we're traveling on the road. He'll come by and make fun of just out of the blue. He'll look like he's not paying attention. He's making fun of someone's tie or, you know, someone's haircut. He, he's got a great personality, and in the interview's, uh, he steps on the sword. He jumps on the sword when he when he sucks, and uh, when when he plays well, he says some of the funniest things. And when his teammates do things, he he makes those funny little sarcastic jabs that you you know that you aren't used to for most Russian players. He's not an angry human. He's probably the the the, the guy that would be most happy go lucky on the team. He he's always in a positive mood unless he has a really bad game, but that he doesn't take that on at anyone else. So he's got an incredible personality for a Russian player because they're usually so stoic and, uh, you know, they're, they're men of uh, a few words for the most part. We're joined
0: right now by Al May. And again, as repeatedly stated, Kuznetsov is a hell of a player. He's a special player. He's a gifted guy. Uh, we had Gil Scott on yesterday's edition of Oilers Now. And as you know, Al, Gil Scott is Barry Trotz's agent, one of the most influential agents on the coaching side in the business. And he addressed the fact that Barry is indeed an unrestricted free agent as a coach at the end of the season. Uh there's only one coach in the league that's got over 200 wins in the last four years. That's Barry Trotz. And this year's team has probably been, Al, would you say the least talented team of the fouries coach, but the one that's been able to get through. So they've got some support scoring. You mentioned Barry's changed a bit. Does the the further the Caps go, does it maybe change uh, things from Brian McClellan's perspective moving forward with Barry Trotz as well?
1: Well, I think on, on everyone, everyone loves Barry. and The team has just been so great i think they're even better off the ice in the community and I, it, this organization has gone so far in the community and done you know things for every charity possible the players are so much more accessible than pretty much anywhere in the national hockey league and it's on a regular basis and he's made that side of it even better he, he's, a, he's an incredible human being and he had never been out of the won a whole lot of rounds and every year at the caps it's been a, a two-round thing with these powerful rosters and it always felt like the same old same old and there weren't tough decisions being made and you know there he wasn't adapting and you know if you want to point fingers and everyone does when you don't have success in the playoffs and this year he came out right from the start i thought it was huge for him to uh, start groove hour and plus because that's a departure brayden hope has in the starter and and, and, and and you know, he had one bad six-week segment. He had six great years. Other than that, uh, he started there. But then I love the fact he gave the hook so fast. I like the fact that he sat out injured players. I like the fact that he's made the power play change. He's made the penalty kill change. From game to game, they've adapted. They've, they've changed lines. And they haven't just been in a panic. There's been a lot of thought. And, and uh, you know, he could be questioned for these things. But in, in the past, I don't know if he was taking those chances. Now he is. So I, I think... He's gotten even better. So Gil Scott said he's doing things different. Maybe it's because where he's at in his contract. He's got nothing to lose. He knows he'll have a, another job within, I'd say, a week max. And if a team has a coach on staff that hasn't been fired, I could see a team, if he, if he didn't want to come back here and if they didn't want him back here, I could see a team saying, no way, we got to get this guy. He, he's too good of a man, and he'd bring too much to our team and, and structure and accountability that he could help make us better humans and better players and a better team all the way around.
0: Well, there's one team currently without a head coach. That's the New York Rangers. So... You know, and there's, there's obviously been some significant movement. Flames have got Bill Peters now, Carolina Rod Brindamore, the Dallas Stars, Jim uh, Montgomery. We've uh, Well, I guess we did. We haven't had Rod on this year. We had Rod on last year when his son was drafted by the Oilers. Al May joining us right now on Oilers Now. Al, how's the health of the So they to get Tom Wilson's. His suspension is over. He's back. What's going on with Baxterman and Burakovsky?
1: Well, it looks like Burakovsky's going to play. He was on a regular line this morning. He was on the ice the first day that he hasn't had a colored jersey on. He hasn't had the no-contact jersey on. He hasn't had the, the Carolina blue jersey on. So that's always a good thing. So I would say he definitely plays tonight. It looks like he's slotted in on the third line. And uh, they'll need his speed. He's lightning fast. Uh, he's underachieved because uh, I think he, he's one of those guys that only thinks in the past, he's only thought if he's scoring it matters. and. If he doesn't score, his game starts to deteriorate. And just when he got back to playing well this year, he broke. I think I believe it was his hand again. He had surgery, and he's back. So his speed uh, is undeniable. He would he'd look good on any team in the league because he's that fast. But you know he he'll be an added addition in the speed department tonight. And I think that's key against this team, especially when you don't have the puck against the Lightning. And the Nick Backstrom uh, is literally a game time decision. I see one of those. Peter Forsberg type of things where he doesn't skate uh, and just goes and plays the games. We had that with T.J. Oshie for the first eight, nine games of the playoffs where he just came out and played in the games. And, you know, Backstrom could be that guy, but I would say the safe bet would be that he does not play tonight. Okay. And if the Caps were to win, he would not play the next game. If they were to lose tonight, I would expect them to play Sunday. Uh, If they were to, you know, go one and one in these two games, I still think he might sit out Tuesday, so I I think it's that. I know that the trainers and the coaches and and Nick have all been meeting to see where this injury is, and I think the smart choice, the safe choice, uh, because you want, you know, you expect it uh, this to be a long series, is to be patient and not panic and see how things shake out tonight and what type of game. Each team is bringing.
0: Well, it's interesting. Uh, you got Vasilevsky, a Russian goalie, right? You've got some Russian players, not just Ovechkin and Kuznetsov, but Orlov as well on on defense. I do think Tampa Bay's got a depth advantage on D. But what does Washington need to do to win the series, Al? Well,
1: I, you know, you just mentioned D. I think it's the D. When the Caps have played them and have success, and the last game they played, actually, it was on a back-to-back, and the Caps severely outplayed them. They just didn't. You know, get get the goaltending at the start of the game, and then they got they got with it. But uh, I really think going after their D. Other than Hedman, Hedman is all world, probably number one on the left side. Rather than just saying he's the best defenseman, uh, he's six foot six foot six foot seven. Skates incredibly well. He's agile. He's fast. Uh, and it, the use of his hockey stick defensively during a game is second to none in the NHL, forwards or defense. Uh, poke checks, sweep checks, uh, just blocking the lane. a lot like Hal Gill used to on the penalty kill. He does so many things so well. Uh, but I think they're aged in a lot of areas. Dan he has got a lot of tough miles on him. Yep. You know, he played the number one role. He's back when he first got here, and they brought him McDonough. They didn't do too well. They had those two guys together, and they were exploited. They're not the fastest of players. And I think Girardi is probably going to be again, going against Ovechkin, but I think it's up to... Tom Wilson and Ovechkin to cr- crush those guys that's, physically, just annihilate that's them. That's where I was going
0: to go because that was a recipe when you played. Uh, we, you know, we had Ronnie Lowen's studio a couple weeks ago. You know, they they tried to get you know like a hundred hits a game against Dallas in ninety seven and ninety eight. I mean, that's I'm just looking. That's how I would do it, man. I'd want Wilson and Ovi in there, just you know, obliterating, uh, getting you. You want to you want to wear them down and win the war of attrition, right?
1: Yeah, well, one of the things, everyone's talking about Tom Wilson's suspension. And, uh, you know, for hitting, I don't lay up at all because I know that the referees, the supervisors, and it sounds like Department of Player Safety didn't want a suspension there. It sounded like there was a lot of backdoor, Hmm. upper-level stuff going on that led to that suspension. And, you know, and that's not making things up. That's after having conversations with a lot of important people on that side of the the map. But, you know, Tom Wilson in this series, he's faster than Kucherevsky, he's faster than, uh, Johnson, Gordy, Callahan—he's the fastest right winger in the series. When you look at the side, Girardi, Stroman, and Sergeyev—they're not fast. Uh, they're not quick either. Uh, you know, Stroman's a very smart—he's like the, the the mirror image of our guy Matt Niskanen. And you know, they're they're very steady players. Uh, their heartbeat don't, doesn't get too high, it doesn't get too low. They're very steady. And I think that Wilson has to take a pound of flesh on that side and all the other caps on. on on the left wing, have got to make sure the speed that they have there, Ovechkin, Verona, Burakovsky, all of those guys, Stevenson, if he's over there, they've got to use their speed on that side. But I think moving the, the puck corner-to-corner, corner, hash mark-to-hash mark inside the offensive zone for the Caps will really give them fits in their structure. Uh, the big thing you cannot do with Tampa, you can't let it be an odd-man rush game. We said that against Pittsburgh, and the Caps uh, – pretty much kept that to a minimum in that series the odd man rush the high danger chances Uh, play a five-man defense check the puck don't check the man when it comes to getting out of the zone just get in the way be annoying to play against and you know play patient wait for your opportunities to score goals don't try to go for a goal every single time in your ice just wait for it to happen a lot like they did against pittsburgh a lot like they did against columbus but for the caps to have success in this period in this uh, series, it has to be with patience. And if they play a patient, intelligent game on the defensive side of the puck, they can come out of this victorious.
0: Al, I took Columbus and I took Pittsburgh. So there's a thing called the Stauffer curse. You're going to want me taking Tampa and I'm going to be taking Tampa.
1: Oh, I had I had no doubt in my mind you would, and I, I appreciate that because I want to keep working. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> awesome stuff. Thanks for doing our show, Al. Take care. Okay, take care,
0: bud. Bye. That's Al May. It's 124 at Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout, get to some text on our Westlock Ford text line. This is orders Now. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca.
1: This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630. Chad. It's
0: 127 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Dave Campbell with you. Oilers Now. You can text us at 630-630 on the Westlock Ford text line. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson out at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at WestLockFord.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. You can follow us on Twitter as well at orders now. I'm going to get to some texts right now. Uh, hmm, <laughs> Bob, uh, teams that maybe no one expects to get in on John Tavares. What about St. Louis? Well, they're they're involved, and and Elliot Freeman brought up. Hey, everybody should entertain it. This text comes in saying. Uh, Bob, if bringing in Tavares means trading Ryan Nugent Hopkins, no way. That one comes to us from Jared. Well, there would be about a $5 million price point difference there. By the way, what do the Montreal Canadiens need, Dave? Centres. Who has the number three overall pick? Montreal Canadiens. There you go. You can text us at 630, 630 All they do is trade their, well, they don't always trade their first round picks, but Sergeyev deal is not too good right now. Well, yeah, it's, it's not. Bad. It's not. It's uh, it's looking like a bad deal. Ooh. I've never been a big Jonathan Drewen guy. Can yeah, I tell same you here. Like? Yeah, no, I. I mean, there would ha- you'd have to put it. if you're going to get in on John Tavares, you're going to have to move out significant money. What yep. would you get the greatest return for? One of your centers. That's probably how you'd have to do it. Yeah. It's come on, man. It's like it's a one in a million shot to make happen. I right. I don't even know if it'd be worth doing. So, anyhow, uh, a guy wearing a Montreal Expos uh, baseball hat's going to join us in studio. Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports and the Oilers Radio Network. Uh, Jack Michaels and Brendan Ulrich. Uh, all coming up after a global news weather traffic update with Brenton Dreger. Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.